don't be alarmed. That's just someone coming to get in Hampton Calloway right away from me. She's called the police, so we have to make it fast. <laughs> <laughs> this is Keith Price for the Backstage Skinny. Oh, my, mood lighting. The Backstage Skinny, Sirius XM out cue. And I am actually in... This is kind of like a dressing room drive-by that I love to do with yeah, really. the stars that are working and making it pop. And I am here with Anne Hampton Calloway. Now, some of you might be familiar. If you're theater nistas, you remember her from a little show called Swing. That's right. That was <laughs> But cool. this woman is jazz aficionado. You're TV fans and, and you love the nanny. Can't help but... The flashy girl from Flushing, the Ooh. nanny named Fran. Work. <laughs> <laughs> so... Miss Anne is here at at uh, 54 Below, and she's actually, I'm getting her right before her big show that she has. She's doing three nights this week and a night next week. Thursday, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I am a big, big fan. Can, I think we're okay. Can we in there? Okay. She's adjusting my headpiece. <laughs> <laughs> you go in my head. We're good. Okay, we're I think good. we're good. Okay. You're in there. Um, and so here we are now, 54 Below. This is This is not your first time here, is it? No, actually, I've made several appearances. Uh, almost every Thanksgiving, I do a week-long run, and I've done all kinds of shows here. It's been a, a wonderful home for me, and so many of the people who love this music, this is the hang. This is the place to be, and so I love coming back here. It's like a family reunion. So I, you see, and I, I feel like this is one of those venues in New York City that people, when they do come to visit, because you know, one of the things is being on a national show is that we get to tell people that if they're going to make the trips to New York, which many people tend to do, Mm -hmm. that they should try to find different things to do than try to get tickets to Book of Mormon. Right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so so I always recommend that if you have a love of theater, and you certainly have a love of theater artists, Mm -hmm. that this is one of those places where you get to see them in an environment that's very unique. Well, it's so intimate. It's so up close and personal. I'm used to singing in symphony halls, doing pops concerts with orchestras, or big performing arts centers. So this is just a wonderful way that an audience and an artist can connect with each other. And it's they, sometimes the audience becomes as much of a part of the show as what we're doing, and it's, it's a great love affair. I love that, and it's that exchange of the energy between the two. But now, the thing is, is that people don't know, at least, you know, the, the beauty of me doing things like this is that I get to discover more things about people that I'm, you know, I, I knew about the Are you a Callaway virgin? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. But there's lots of them that are. And, you know, you and your sister, of course, sibling revelry is one, of, right. one of those, those moments cult that people classics, can't miss. Yeah. Very cult classic. But you don't get your gay card unless you know that show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel so special. But, here, but the thing is, is that, you know, you come from a very musical family. That's right. We were the Von Trapp family of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, our mom is a fabulous singer, pianist, voice teacher, and our dad was a, a journalist, but he was a scat singing jazz lover, played drums in college. And so the turntable was always full of incredible music. And Liz and I were so lucky to grow up with so much wonderful different kinds of music. Now, and it's funny because you seem to have a much better affinity, at least a pull towards the jazz right. energy. Yeah, and that was my father's my father's favorite music, and I'm a lot like my father. Our baby pictures are identical, and uh, Liz is, you know, the younger sister. I think, she, you know, at the, by the time she came into the world, pop was really uh, becoming stronger, but I came in just when my father had discovered the great, uh, wonderful, um, what are the things that you play in a, in a bar, you know, a... D- the, you know, the, the jukebox. The jukebox, yes. thank you. How you say in English, the jukebox. <laughs> so he came home, he brought home Ella and Sarah and Miles Davis and, you know, Billie Holiday. And that's 
that was my introduction to music, and it was so exciting and beautiful. It's always been a big part of who I am. I love that. I love that talking to Ann Hampton Calloway here on behind. Oh, actually, no, this is the backstage skinny. I always forget <laughs> what shows I'm doing. The backstage skinny, yeah. Sirius XM Outcue. And one of the things about about your your style and technique is that your jazz energy is just so overwhelming. And when you just said that those, you know, Ella and and Sarah, like your last album mm -hmm. with, at, with at Lincoln Center. A tribute Center, to Sarah Vaughan, yes. tribute to Sarah Vaughan. Right. It's like, it's, you do that and then you still will do a musical theater number. Well, I don't think they're uh, actually at all at odds with each other. I think that the, a lot of singers in my generation bring different influences together and create hybrid types of music. I think I'm one of the only jazz singers who really acts a lyric. I think there's a lot of jazz singers who are so into musically exploring sounds and rhythms that they don't always remember the story of the song. And to me, I would never want to sing a song without really always honoring the lyric, the story, the subtext, you know, all the things as an acting major growing up. Uh, that was such a wonderful, rich place for me to draw from, whenever, whatever kind of music I sing. Now, when you talk about that, you, you talk about the musical influences, like um, your, you, you also write. That's yes. That's the thing. Yeah, right. Now, was songwriting ultimately, like you fell in love with singing, but mm -hmm. then songwriting came shortly thereafter? Well, or no, it's actually about the same time. It's just that I be, I've become, I'm in some ways I'm more known as a singer, but I've made my more of my money from songwriting. It's Honey, very ironic. You that's, know? that's the best thing. But so, <laughs> so, uh, so, it was so, so writing funny. songs for Barbara Streisand. Oh, I'm sorry, I just uh, dropped a name. Uh, Let me pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> Like now, when you were writing songs for these people, like were you thinking about yourself first, or did you write for the person, or did you just you know, happen to have the song? It comes in so many different ways. Like for instance, in this show, uh, on my way to you, I'm doing a song I wrote with Cole Porter. Now, of course, I wasn't alive when Cole Porter was around. You know, we, <laughs> so we weren't I'm friends. I'm looking at you going, yeah. there, girl. What generation <laughs> did you say you were from? Uh, but anyway, um, a friend of mine discovered a P Cole Porter lyric that had never been set to music, and she said, "Why don't you send it to music?" It wasn't until many years after I set it to music that it would became published by the head of the Cole Porter estate, and I recorded it on my first album, and uh, it became sort of a, a little classic in, in the you know inner circles of New York. So uh, that's one of the songs I'm doing tonight, and it's it's it interesting. Like for Barbara, the first song I wrote on my butcher block table in the village, uh, "Song of World Peace," and I knew when I finished the song, it was her song. Ten years to the date that I wrote it, she recorded it on her album Higher Ground. The next song I wrote for her, she asked me, you know, would I write words to this beautiful melody by Ralph Loveland, which ended up being uh, five weeks later her wedding song. And she got it, you know, three hours before she was getting married and sang it on her wedding, you know, a big wedding day. Oh so. <laughs> so there's a lot of interesting ways it happens. And I, I wrote uh, another song I'm doing tonight, Never Really Mind to Lose. Uh, I think we had it in mind for um, uh, Billy Porter, who is, uh, of course, the Kinky star Boots. of Kinky yeah. Boots, etc., and and now it's a lot of people recorded, and I'm I'm happy to be singing it again. So it comes in many ways. I love that. And Hampton Calloway with me backstage, skinny, Sirius XM out cue in the dressing room at 54 below. Actually, we're really above, but the dressing, <laughs> you know, semantics. A top um, 54 which below. Is the top 54. Yes. I love it. So you, at this point now, it's sort of like. Do you find yourself wanting to write more or perform more? I love performing. I can't imagine not performing. I'd like to perform a little less, do really choice concerts, and then 
have a little bit more time to write because I and, and also I have so I have hundreds of songs I've written that have never been shopped. You know, they're just sitting around waiting to find homes and waiting for me to record them. I've never done an album of all original songs. So I feel like there's many people living inside of me and each person needs their turn, you know. <laughs> it's really Move it's complicated being me, you know. Well so you have all of these songs. What's your inspiration? What what is something? Well love that gets is often the inspiration. Okay. Love uh, you know, they say that you write your best songs when your heart is broken, and I've written a lot of songs from that point of view. But, uh, you know, I found the love of my life, so uh, eight years ago I was writing songs about that extraordinary experience, and I'll be performing some of them this week. And it's, um, I can be inspired by, well, well, for instance, when I was in Swing, I was like, well, we need this kind of number, so I'll, I'll write that. And, and I love uh, when something terrible happens in the news, thank God I can write a song because when September 11th happened, I, I didn't know what to do. I was just so dumbfounded, so afraid, and I thought, what can I do to help us all come together and get past our fears? So I wrote two songs, uh, Let Us Be United and, and um, another song about Ameri I Believe in America. Um, you know, when, when things go wrong, songwriting can save the day. When someone dies, sometimes I have to write a song um, after September 11th, I created a song circle where everyone improvised uh, incredible blessings. People who had never sung in front of anyone before, hundreds of people, we got together and we sang blessings to all the people who died. And it was just one of the most amazing experiences. Everyone can be a songwriter. They just don't realize it. So, well, we can't tell them all that they can be songwriters. It'll, like, ruin your little market there, <laughs> girl. Because if everybody could write for Barbara Streisand, <laughs> come on. Like, as you say, we talk about taking the tragedies and, mm -hmm. and finding ways to do that. I mean, I, I work as sometimes as a comedian, and that's one of those things. And, you know, my mind instantly clicks to, you know, the how do I make this palpable and salvageable for me? Right, yeah. It's a, it's a, we make beauty out of wreckage, you know? That's what we do. Uh, one of the things that is exciting uh, that I'm looking forward to, I've been approached by one of my favorite divas to write a Broadway musical, and I, I'm not, I don't think it's ready to uh, be public about it. It's going to take a while, but that's going to be my next big challenge, and I, I can't you wait. You can't tell me the diva? This no. Is, this is going to no, be for Broadway people. No, but she talks. She's a graduate of the Nasal ca Academy. Let's just put oh it that my. way. Oh, <laughs> my. Oh, my. They want to sing now. Yes. They all want to sing. And I actually, uh, I'm about to go do my 20-minute sound check. So oh, my I'm, God. So we, uh, so we have to wrap this up. Aren't you glad we had this time together? I'm thrilled. Keith Price. <laughs> and Hampton Calloway. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's like for real deal. That's the thing. So, like, I feel like it, as I'm talking to you, I feel like there's people watching us. They are. <laughs> there are. There are people We're across here. the way, yes. So at this point now, what do, what do you look forward to doing next? Well, my sister and I have a brand new show called West Side Story to Wicked. Uh, the song, uh, the Callaways sing, uh, Callaways... The Broadway with the Callaways, rather. And so we're going to be doing that uh, at Lincoln Center, uh, and we'll be touring the nation with that show. I have a Christmas album coming out on October 13th called The Hope of Christmas, all original songs that uh, Bill Skirmerhorn wrote. And there is my cue that Soundcheck is about to begin. So I will uh, wow. say thank you for well, interviewing me. Thank you and, for taking uh, the time. This has been a wonderful time. So you'll you have to, when you get ready to do your, your other music and your other things, you have to come up to Sirius up to the studio Absolutely, so that we can yes. actually sit down and have a I much know. more proper chat with, with headphones cocktails. and all that. We must have cocktails. Hey, <laughs> you heard it first, honey. This is Keith Price for the Backstage Skinny Series XM Out Q with Ann Hampton Calloway. She is at 54 Below 
She'll be here this weekend and into the next weekend, which is the 25th. Um, and then also go to AnnHamptonCalloway.com to find out where she is the rest of the time because right. she's touring the country and got a show to do. How you living? All right. Oh, oh. So we're done. <laughs> hey. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're a blessing. <laughs>